Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. <laughs> uh oh, we're fried. Oh we no, fried our brains. Ew, not there. That's okay. Um, what's up? Those episodes were just full of information. They were, yeah. Now my so brain feels heavy with too much info. Well, let's talk about stuff we don't know for sure. Okay. The opposite of facts. Hey, what have you been up to lately? Let's update the people. Been doing anything? You know what? You were gonna tell everyone how the escape room went that's true a month ago i said i was i know and it's been a a while um yeah well you want to know it went well everybody's been waiting dying to know we had one hour to get out of a room and we did it in 55 minutes that's fewer than one hour yeah we could have done it in 45 (laughs) minutes so the way that this specific one worked it was a bank heist and it was like uh our goal was to break into the vault of the bank mm. and open people's security deposit boxes. Oh, okay. Safety deposit. Thank you. Safety yeah. deposit boxes. We had to get at least one because it had the code to get out printed in the corner. Oh. They all had the same code. So yeah. if you got at least one, you could get out. You would win. But yeah. then it, you could get up to five more mm-hmm. just to try and steal as much money as possible. Right. Did you get to keep the money? You did not. Uh get to keep the money which is a bummer because it was like one and a half million dollars we didn't get to keep any we didn't get five dollars oh i know and one and a half million split six ways it's still in this economy (laughs) more than i have now (laughs) um but so we found the first check with the code to get out with 15 minutes left oh and then we were just like well let's see how much money we can steal sure uh so it was a really good time yeah i really enjoyed it Good job. That one had a lot of running around. I was like, not to take this too seriously, but I wish we had like walkie talkies because I could have kept keep going back and forth between rooms. Oh, it was a big space. Yeah. I don't know. I always imagine they're really small. I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was enough that, you know, if I'm at this computer trying to put in information and somebody's at that computer, I was like, I need a runner (laughs) in between, you know, telling me the info or it would have been easier if we just had little like walkie talkies. That's cute. Yeah. I guess I have seen the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they did an escape room and that room was like not much bigger than this one. Yeah. It was bigger than this one for sure. And there were two rooms. Okay. And then like a small office for like the bank manager and then also the vault. Like, so yeah, it's a pretty big space. Was the bank manager there? No. (laughs) What if he was and he thought he was at work? (laughs) He's like, hello? Why are you here at midnight? Part of the challenges to convince this man that he's not at work (laughs) something is wrong sir yeah go home why are you here (laughs) this isn't even a real bank well that's cool yeah i have not done anything that involves escaping oh unfortunately i 
would definitely recommend it especially because it was like there were there were like moving parts like you figure that out and like a ladder like came down from the ceiling oh. or like you know this rose up or whatever you know cool. it was very yeah. well thought out and interesting yeah so i would totally do it again did you feel like the pink panther um <laughs> no <laughs> nope well that's a diamond oh yeah <laughs> i was thinking that the pink panther was the bad guy <laughs> no that's the Listen, well that movie was whatever. so convoluted okay <laughs> you should probably watch it again absolutely not. at least go listen to the episode it, yeah y'all should go listen to it i lost my fucking mind yeah when we covered that movie speaking of movies oh yeah well, here we are. It's a podcast about movies, and we're on the movie episode. Yay! Yay! I'm Bucket Snake. I'm Meat Wedge. We didn't do that the last two episodes. I think we did. Maybe not. And this is Replay Rewind. It's the movie episode of the movie podcast. Oh, shit. You've made it. <laughs> or just skipped the other ones, which, yeah. you know what? That's fine, too. It's still a kind of making it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Either way. Indeed. So I have a question for you. Ask me a question. What, like, story, tall tale, or urban legend, or fairy tale, or even, fuck it, cryptid, Ooh. do you wish could be real? Or do you think would be the most fun if it was real? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. There's so many. I know. There's a lot to choose from. That many. Um, I mean, do you consider Robin Hood a tall tale? It does seem, like, exaggerated. But Is it's- he real? But it was based on something. Something. I don't know. I don't know. Robin Hood's cool. Yeah. Whether or not. Uh, be cool if dinosaurs are real. <laughs> like again? Or... <laughs> Wait, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but as far as like tall tales go, I do think it would be fun if Babe the Big Blue Ox were real. Yeah. I don't even need Paul Bunyan. I just need a giant blue ox that I could pet. Yeah. Even a regular size blue ox would be tight. That's true. Just a blue creature. They don't come in blue very often. No, yeah, there's not enough blue in the natural world. It's just like flowers and that's it. And water, I birds. guess. Birds. <laughs> Some birds, yeah. Birds the of paradise. Sky. Boring. Give me an ox. More animals, please. Yeah. Dogs. I think giant animals would be cool. I love just giant animals. I mean, they're a my favorite. random giant animal. Yeah. That's Doesn't not even supposed have... to be big. Yeah. And like, there's just one a continent when that's a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that'd fun. be cool yes okay i'm for that i like mermaids a lot i like oh, the yeah, concept mermaids. of mermaids when i was little they don't do this anymore but when i was little at disneyland they had an underwater ride oh i don't think it was for anything it wasn't like for a movie yeah now i think it's the finding nemo ride or at least it was the last time that i went yeah. to disneyland which is a long time ago at this point but when i was a kid it was just kind of like an underwater submarine adventure yeah and you you went underwater and you went past all these very real fish and like coral and things like that like you were just underwater that's cool and they had real mermaids like they had these Aww. actresses who could hold their breath for a long time and so they would just swim down there and they'd be wait you know you drove past them and you yeah. little submarine thing and they'd be down there waving with their flowy hair and their Aww. big beautiful tails and then of course as soon as you were out of sight i'm sure they were like <gasps> right up to the surface you yeah know, like, oh my god but it was just so cool as a little kid to be like, there's mermaids in there, yeah. you know? And it was a really neat effect. And the last time I went, which, like I said, I think it was 21. There's they weren't there anymore. One clownfish. Little animatronic 
bullshit, you know. It's just one clownfish. And yeah. then you're like, I found him. There, there he is. <laughs> That's it. Who do I tell? Yes. You get a scavenger hunt sheet and it just says clownfish. <laughs> Nemo. Check. Yeah. So mermaids would be... T- I just... I really love the idea of... I mean, there is a lot of shit going on in the ocean that we have no idea about. Mm-hmm. But a whole, like, human-like civilization of yeah. cities and stuff down there is a pretty cool thought. I mean, and it could be down there. We don't fucking know. As long as they're nice. I don't know. We've done a bad job. They could be mean. Yeah. They or, could come like, up here and take over, I guess. To me. Oh, yeah. To you Personally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they can... Yeah. Everyone should be nice to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, mermaids would be tight. Yeah. Giant animals and mermaids for yep. president. For president. <laughs> or are you not running anymore? You're off the campaign trail. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> I tried a toilet for every hole and just nobody's going for it. <laughs> you didn't specify what hole meant. So. <laughs> I didn't think I needed to. Are you going to replace every drain in my house with a toilet? Because no. that's not helpful. No, human. The hole's in a human. <laughs> Don't poop in there. That's my puking toilet. <laughs> it's clearly labeled. <laughs> Sorry, there's 12 in here. And I'm so... That's my sneezing toilet. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can see why you didn't make it very far in your yeah, it political just didn't work out. I mean, big porcelain was really on my side, but that's the only person I had. It's only, only backing. <laughs> big porcelain. <laughs> Oh my god. Um yeah. Anyway, why do you ask? Because we're talking about Tall Tale the movie. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about and I hope it doesn't suck. This was you know how like when you were in public school. Yeah. And it felt like there was just a movie that all your teachers latched onto mm. for one year. Mm-hmm. Like in mm-hmm. high school, it was Remember the Titans. It was it was at my school as well. We just all watched Remember the Titans oh, all the time. Anytime there was a sub or the teacher was hung over. Yeah. Yeah. Just like watch the it's got great messages. Yeah, look at and the morals on this guy. Baby Ryan Gosling and Donald Faison are in this movie. Yeah. I guess we'll have to cover that one at some point. No, I think it's too old. I think we looked at it. Anyway, the point is in <laughs> the third too, grade It's too new. For me, yeah. It was Tall Tale. Oh. We watched this movie a bunch of times. Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer, if I remember correctly. I I don't remember all I remember. I don't remember ever watching it at school, but I had it on tape and I I watched it so many times that my tape broke. Oh, wow. And the fact that I don't remember very much about it. All I remember is somebody lassoing a tornado. That is truly the only thing. Yeah. That's it? I think so. Like, maybe I remember. Is there a kid that's like telling tall tales? There is a kid. Yeah. And nobody believes the kid? Yeah, that might be right. But it turns out that they're real. Yeah. Or the other way around. They're real because he... Yeah, he he kind of brings them to life somehow. Might be a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, it's about a little boy whose name I don't remember. Not important. <laughs> Max, Who... Brian. Yeah. Tim. Their house is going to get taken mm. by the bank. Wow. Okay, <laughs> Goonies. Yep. We've all heard this one before. <laughs> um... That's, before I get into this, I was just going to say, it's funny that you were like, I owned this on tape because in my like little third grade brain, I was like, this movie only exists at school. 
It was the only place I ever saw Aww. it. And so I was like, no, you can't have this movie at home. No, I had it at home and it was even it's an at school movie. The squishy case. Oh, nice. The really loud ones. Yeah. Cracked open. Mm-hmm. No secret TV for you. <laughs> so it's about this little boy, yeah, who's trying to save their, they have like a ranch. Oh, yeah. Um, And I've, I remember it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but they're, the bank's going to come take it. And he, I don't remember how he befriends these tall tales but he starts hanging out with oh. he hangs out with pecos bill yeah and john henry and probably it's got to be paul bunyan's in there too i'm sure yeah um but it's pecos bill is the one who at the end like lassos the tornado to help them save their house or some shit they might want to put a railroad through it i don't quite remember the reason <laughs> that they're trying to take their house but what i specifically remember is that patrick swayze plays pecos bill mm-hmm. i do remember that and the scene that i really remember is he is hanging out with John Henry and they're trying to prove that John Henry is faster than a machine because they've got this new machine that is oh, yeah. driving railroad spikes into the ground. That's the the fable or the tall tale. Yeah. Is yeah. that John he, Henry could like yeah. hammer spikes Versus faster than anybody else. The drill gun. Or right. Something. Yeah. But in this scene, he's like, he is faster, but this little kid is supposed to be handing him the spikes to hammer the next one, and he's not fast enough. Aww. And so John Henry loses to this machine, and everybody's like really disappointed in him. And I was just like, what a fucking bummer. That is a bummer. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. Episode canceled. Yeah. <laughs> the whole <laughs> movie, I just remember having this like melancholy feel to it. Yeah, it know? is very like. Nobody was really happy. It feels very blue. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Melancholy is good. Yeah. Good word. Um, That's really all I remember. But just kind of like, like, I'm excited to watch it now because I did watch it a lot. But I also kind of remember feeling like, I don't know if I want to watch this movie again. It bums me out. You yeah. Know, like in school or whatever. Like, can I watch something else, please? No, you gotta learn your lessons. It was slightly educational, I guess, because whatever. American. American. It's American and it doesn't have curse words. So here you go, kids. Yeah. Trying to remember what Paul Bunyan's deal was. He was just a big lumberjack. Yeah. With a big. Something about uh, pancakes, too. Did he love pancakes? Sure. I mean, flapjacks. flapjacks. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, Drake and I, you're not special. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Congrats. Um, He must be in it at some point, but I don't remember anything about it. Who plays John Henry? I'm. I've been thinking about that. I want to say Michael Clark Duncan, but That's I think me. he's also just like that. I know. I was a like, big black dude from the '90s. Is that him? I know. Or am I picturing him in the Green Mile? Yeah. Or the Scorpion King. Seen the Scorpion King? Yeah. Oh no. I love that movie so much. It's garbage. I was talking about the mummy movies with a client the other day, and I was just saying, you know, The Rock's like debut. Mm-hmm. performance in the second mummy that mm-hmm. movie is so trash mm-hmm. but i was like if that was made now it would be so funny like he would give it so much character but because he hadn't found that like aspect of his yeah you know personality on screen yet it was just too serious in the mummy yeah yeah he's a lot less serious in the scorpion king oh good that's very goofy yeah it's pretty the rock good he has really long hair it's really hot in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where'd you go? <laughs> just thinking about the rock and the scorpion king. Sorry. Just, just back to ancient Egypt. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the scorpion king was real. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rock is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's bald now. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We should probably That's go. That's really all I remember. And then, yeah, it kind of, I mean, he does save the house at the end, but it even doesn't feel 
happy yeah then so i think he doesn't have a dad that's my guess yeah he's missing a parent probably missing a parent i think he has a dad but who knows let's go watch it we're gonna go find out and we'll find out and then we will come back and tell you and if you already know we can't hear you (laughs) so (laughs) keep yelling save it Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. particularly tall except for the train train's tall as shit the train shit. is very tall no i mean tall as in unbelievable oh. like a tall tale yep because this is the movie tall tale it's the movie tall tale it's full of holes oh i mean you know what it's a tall tale so the imdb says a young boy's imagination summons cowboy legend pecos bill who helps him save the family farm from a greedy land grabber with the help of a lumberjack and a railroad worker they all embark on a surprise filled adventure why does pecos bill get his name and then it's just lumberjack and railroad worker just a lumberjack some guy with an axe what? didn't know him also what is what the fuck does pecos bill mean i'll tell you okay because like is Pecos a place? It's a river. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. So the legend of Pecos Bill is that he was the youngest of 17 children and his family lived on a farm, but then more family moved within 50 miles of them and they were like, that's too close. So they all packed up to move farther away and little baby Pecos fell out of the back of the caravan near the Pecos River. And nobody noticed that he was gone. So he was raised by coyotes. And then years later, one of his biological brothers found him and was like, you're not a coyote. You're my brother. And he was like, oh, okay. I had to learn how to be a person again. Huh. So they call him Pecos Bill because he fell out in the Pecos River. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, is his name Bill? Yep. But they call him Pecos. Pecos. Hey, Pecos. Yeah. That's weird. They call Calamity Jane Calamity. So. They shouldn't. No, I guess not. <laughs> they should call her Jane. 
That's like a title. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Anyway. Very strange. It's rated PG for Western action violence. Ooh, very specific violence. Yeah, pretty dusty. <laughs> it's uh, rated PG for dust. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is something that I've always wondered. So I finally was like, I'm going to look it up. And so if you too have wondered, audience. Yeah, I actually wondered when I... I've seen it a thousand times, and for some reason, it hit me in this movie. Yeah. In these credits, so yeah. I'm glad it hit you, too. Well, I'll tell you. Tell so me. So, we're getting the opening credits. I mean, first name is Scott Glenn, and then we get all these other people, you know, Oliver Platt's in it, this guy's in it, whatever, whatever. Next all. And then we get finally to the end, and it says, with Catherine O'Hara, and then, and Patrick Swayze as Pecos Bill. And yeah. I've always wondered why are some people at the very end and it says with. And then some people are at the very end and it has their character name yeah. as well. Because I was like, all these people are getting billing over Patrick Swayze? That seems wild. Mm-hmm. But so basically is either you want to be at the front or you want to be at the end with this special like nod. So it's just like an extra special thing that sometimes people will put in their contracts. Yes, I will be in this movie, but I want to be singled out from the rest of the cast. Ooh, Patrick Swayze is in this movie. Oh. Make sure that you know. And to have your character name makes it even extra specialer. Okay. A lot of times, too, it'll be if in the instance, like in this movie of Catherine O'Hara, she is a big name actress. She's been in Home Alone 1 and 2 at yeah. this point. Yeah. You know, she's been in a ton of stuff. And so, but she has a very small role in this movie. Yeah, so I feel like that makes like, sense for it to be like with Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, she's, she's in a it little, just a little bit. Yeah. She's a big name actor with a little part. Yeah. So it's either like acknowledging that. Like a featuring. Yeah. Featuring, yeah. Or it's just just a little extra special spice to be like, Patrick Swayze's in this movie. Yeah. Here's his character. They're just singling him out to make him look more special. Okay. So that's it. And he does look more special. He does. But you're right. I made a note of it at some point. There is a lot of emphasis on Pecos Bill. In fact, this movie is called Tall Tale, The Adventures of Pecos Bill or something like that. Yeah. He's not the main focus of this movie. No. He's, he's in a lot of it, but yeah. it's about this little boy. Yeah. It's not. He's not the main character. So very strange. He only exists because the kid exists. Exactly. So, All right. So on to the movie. The credits are over. We've researched them and now we're ready. We open on a farmhouse with some beautiful inspirational music, but it's it's dark. Yeah, it's cold. Very looking. early in the morning. Yeah, and I feel like for many reasons it's appropriate that we did Tall Tale and Twister this month. Yeah. Um, you know, tornadoes both. Yep. Both movies are very blue. Yeah. They both have a blue overcast. Yeah, blue filter. Yeah. I wonder if it's weather related. <laughs> Oklahoma just like that. I guess. I mean, this is set in. Is it set in Oklahoma? Texas? We don't know. Yeah, it's in, in Pleasant Valley. Yeah, it's not in Texas mm. because he wakes up in Texas. Right. And he's like, "How'd I get all the way to Texas?" Yes. So, he but then start later, out in Texas. Pegasus Bill gets made fun of for being from Texas, so they're not in Texas anymore. Well, they go all the way up to the Redwoods to oh. get Paul Bunyan. They travel a lot in this movie. I guess I didn't realize they managed to go that far. Mm-hmm. All right, so anyway, there's a a boy in the middle of a field with a horse, and the horse just, he's done for the day. Yeah. (laughs) What is it, 5.15? Want to go on. Clocking out. Yeah. He's not getting paid overtime. But then suddenly, a horseless carriage drives by. An automobile Mm -hmm. starts rumbling ominously, and it's like bright-ass yellow, too. Yeah. And 
he just gets off the horse and he's like, what the fuck is that? I'm going to follow it. Yeah, he just runs after it, leaves the harness and the plow tied onto this horse in the, the middle of the field. Who goes wandering off, chases it all the way to town. Yeah, which he stays close to it, too. So this car is not going any faster than walking speed. Nope. But I guess you ain't got to walk. So that's nice. Yeah. Saves buying shoes. Yeah. So it turns out they pass the sign. They live in a small town called Paradise Valley, population 97. And the year is 1905, and they live in the West. Yeah, that's all we know. Just says the West. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we know it's the West and not Texas. Yep. Now we go back to the farmhouse. We meet the little boy. His name's Daniel. We meet his mom. Her name is Sarah. She's mad. She's like, Daniel, you can't just run off like that in the middle of your chores. Right. And Daniel's like, there's a horse's carriage. And she's like, your dad's going to be even more mad. And it turns out he is. Well, Jonas. Her mom is like... You can't keep having these, like, fantasies. It's like, does she not believe that horseless carriages are real? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's like, maybe she's never seen one. Anyway. Maybe not. So, Jonas, the dad, is like, you you almost injured our horse. Yeah. Grievously. You know, you can't just leave him like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Paul, there was a horseless carriage. I don't give a damn. Daniel, it's work <laughs> to be done. You know, the farm is really important. You got to stay here. You got to do your chores on the farm. We get the classic 90s conversation of, well, I hate this place. It Mm. sucks. I wish it would just burn to the ground. He says it's just a dried up old piece of dirt. Yeah. Yeah. A hay beaner. Runs off. And then Sarah is like, Jonas, he's only 12. And Jonas is like, well, in 1905, that's practically 38. Yeah. I mean, he's got 10 years left of life. He's a man. He needs to get it together. (laughs) Because... You know, his dad is, Jonas is probably like 25 years old. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I remember my 12th birthday like it was yesterday. Because it was. was. (laughs) But so dad is like, okay, son, I'm not mad anymore. Let's go fishing. And they do. They go sit in their little boat. They're fishing. Jonas tries to tell Daniel some tall tales. Very tell you the story about Paul Bunyan. He's like, yeah, a thousand times, Paul. Well, did I tell you when Pecos built? Yeah, dad. But he finally says, well, did I tell you the story about when Pecos Bill was fighting 50 men and he shot off all their trigger fingers because he don't kill on Sundays? Yeah. And Daniel's like, nope. Going up against 50 men is stupid. Reckon you didn't. Yeah, but Daniel is 12 and, you know, he's in that age of I'm too old. Yeah, it's to a dumb old story. imagination anymore. Pecos Bill ain't real. But Jonah says he definitely is. He's out there where there's still room enough to wander. <laughs> R.I.P. Jonas Hackett, you would have hated 2023. Unless he lived in Montana. Yeah, I guess so. There's room. But Jonas says, no, he's for sure real, and I swear it by the Code of the West, Mm -hmm. which comes up many times, so let's all memorize it. Yep. Respect the land. Yep. Defend the defenseless. Uh Uh-huh. And don't you never spit in front of women or children. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he spits in front of Daniel because Daniel was a man and not a child. Heartwarming. Truly. I think that it's funny... I had this like little back and forth in my own mind about this of, you know, they don't have a lot of entertainment in this time period. So it's interesting how big their imaginations are. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, they don't have anything to fill in the blanks for them. So, of course, they have a big imagination. Yeah. You know, like all of these things that they come up with is like, I don't know. I just think that it's cool. The very old stories. Yeah. Like, where do they come from? Yeah. You know, it's cool. So later that night, we see Daniel looking at a postcard of New York, and we hear, over here, Jonas and Sarah arguing, because Jonas is like, I refuse to sell this land. 
I'm putting my foot down. I don't care if everybody else sells. I'm not doing it. Mm. And Sarah's like, why do you always have to make waves? Why do you always have to be the one guy going against, you know? But he's like, I've lived here for forever. You know, I'm not putting up with it. He takes his gun. She's like, no, don't do it. But he takes it anyway. Gets in the buggy. Heads off towards 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 town. Yeah. And we see Daniel running after him. Puts Mm. on his hat. Puts on his jacket. Starts running after him. And they arrive in Paradise Valley at the same time. Yeah, what is the point of a, even a horsed carriage if you can just run? Daniel's just the fastest boy in the West. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe town's not very far away. I get, but it's just, I and mean. And Jonas had to stop for a snack. Yeah, he should get some combos. Yeah. <laughs> the 7-Eleven. <7-11. laughs> the 1911. Oh, my God. Yeah, so anyway, there's a town meeting. Everyone has gathered um, and by everyone, we mean landowning white men. Yeah. And the door opens and this menacing looking man in a stupid hat walks in and he's like, he's like overdressed. Mm-hmm. His hair is really long. Like he clearly doesn't work right. with his hands. Yeah. He's know? got a walking cane just for style. Yeah. And he, I mean, he truly walks in and he's like, listen, I used to be a farmer and it sucks. Yeah. And I know how much it sucks to put your whole life into it and get nothing out of it. So let me let me help you. Let me get save out you of, from that. Get out of this life. I'll give you $50 an acre. Yeah. I'm trying to build an outlet mall. Yeah. We need a Nike, Old Navy. It's going to be big. <laughs> yeah. Just let me, let me buy it from you. Mm-hmm. Which, so I did a little math. In 1995, when this came out, it would have been about $865 an acre. And in 2023... It would have been about $1,730 an okay. acre. So, yeah. I mean. And they probably all have a lot of land. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen Daniel's farm. Yeah. Quite big. I'm going to do the math. Let's see. What if they have 100 acres in today's money? So well, 17000 $173,000. That's not worth it. No. 173000 That's true. That's you a can't lot even more. buy a fucking house for that. Well, no, but also things cost way more now than they did. So yeah, that's true. Your dollar is going to go a lot farther in 1905. But we can see everybody's thinking about it. You yeah, know? That's yeah. That's a lot of money. I yeah. do fucking hate farming. Yeah. I would like to stop getting up at four in the morning to do this and that and the other. What if I could just have a house and go to the grocery store? Yeah. But live, Jonas in, says, live in town like one of the fancy guys. But Jonah says, no. Nay. I will not. Says, then what? What happens after you're done tearing up the land? Which I'm like, I don't know, man. What's your what is your question here? Yeah. He tears it up and then he builds a thing there and you live in town. I don't know what you want. Yeah, I'm not sure what answer he's looking for there. Silly question. But he says, you know, my dad's buried on that farm. Weird. I'm gonna be buried on that farm. This deed, which he's holding in his hand, like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> which I feel like if he brought it, it was because he was like ready to sign it over. Uh, Why yeah, else would you or, have it on you? Unless, right, does he just it carry it around with him all the time? I don't know, but that seems like a <laughs> terrible idea. It does. Especially in a world where it seems like if you just have the piece of paper, you have the property. Yeah. You don't have to sign any other paperwork. No, which yeah. is the case here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's like, no, th- this deed is the deed to my farm. I have it in my hands. You're not getting it for me. And it's just like, okay. This deed, which I hold in my hand... <laughs> Is royal blue. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, he's like, no, thank you. I'll never sell my farm. The evil guy leaves. Jonas sits down and everybody else stands up. I know the evil leaves. guy like huffs away. Yeah, I know. So Jonas, you know, takes his gun. He's wandering 
off through the town to go get his horse and buggy and head on home. He wanders off into the set of a movie. <laughs> it just really looks like a soundstage. For in sure. This part, yeah. He nearly shoots Daniel. Yep. Because Daniel's poking around and he's like, who's that there? Yep. Um, but then we hear like an angry mob. Which Everybody's is weird because he just walked out. I know. They let him walk far enough away and they all stood around. And they were like, we should kill Jonas, yeah. I think. Jonas is standing. We should standing. be loud and angry about it. It's not like they were like, ooh, we got to do this quietly. Yeah. Nope. They were like, yeah. all of us together with our pitchforks and torches and everything. Not one person tried to like one-on-one be like, hey, Jonas, listen, seriously. Think yeah. about it, man. Yeah. Because they're just going to kill you and take your land anyway. Exactly. So do you want to be dead and landless or alive and landless? Like, just pick one, my dude. None of that happens. They no. just decide, you know what? impromptu angry we haven't had an angry mob in a while let's do it so they start chasing after him jonas gives the deed to the farm to daniel yeah says run home don't let anybody have it so it truly is if you are holding this piece of paper you own the farm yeah so daniel runs off the mob has arrived there's a gun in jonas's face the evil guy evil hat guy take yeah (laughs) evil hat guy the hat is evil yeah so evil hat guy shows up with his fucking motley crew of idiots, tries to take the deed. He's like, search him. Uh, but Jonas does not have it on him because he gave it to Daniel. Right. And then he says, the kid. And it's like, how did he know that he was there? Nobody saw him. No. Did you know he had a son? He must have gave it to the kid. What? Did you see the kid in town? So then he says, find the kid and kill him if you have to. To which Jonas is like, uh, don't. No. <laughs> what if? No. Um, and then they shoot him, which we don't see. We just hear. Yes. And Daniel turns around and is like, Paul! Yeah, why don't you just alert everyone to your location? Right. <laughs> Idiot. But so, he runs back to the farm. Yes. A bunch of people, including the walrus-mustached farmer that we saw at the town meeting. There are a lot of mustaches in this movie. Yeah, but one guy has a really big one. Yes. Have gathered at the Hackett farm to see if Jonas is going to die. Mm-hmm. The doctor comes out and he's like, well, I did my best. I prayed. <laughs> I, I, I removed the bullet. Yeah. Then I prayed about it. I gave him a pep talk. <laughs> Don't <laughs> die, Jonas. <laughs> but then Farmer Walrus stands up and he's like, I'm selling. No piece of land's worth dying over. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And everybody is kind of like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. You know, it's just dirt. We can find dirt elsewhere. They got dirt everywhere. Which upsets Daniel so much. You know, he sees his dad, like, laid up in the bed looking pathetic. And he's just like, this is the worst thing. It's so yeah. sad. I mean, it is sad. You know, Very sad. His dad might die. His dad might that... die and everybody's given up on him. And yeah. then he feels like his dad's going to die for nothing. You Absolutely. Know? He, he took a stand and no one is even backing him up. Yeah. Yeah. So he runs out the door through a field all the way into their little boat, lays down and cries and cries and cries until he falls asleep. He does cry and cry and cry. He's 12. I know, but it's just really fake crying. Yeah, it really is. While he's crying and sleeping, the dock, the boat, mysteriously, Mm. comes untied from the dock and goes drifting away. Yep. And drifting, and we see it. It's going past this, and the terrain is changing, and it suddenly becomes the middle of a very dry desert. Yeah, how did a boat get there? What is this, holes? They would have made more sense if he was like, woke up in 1928, you know, and he was yeah. like, there used to be a lake here. Yeah. But no, it's, he just he's ended just up there. in the middle where there is no water to be found and there are some buzzards trying to eat him. Mm-hmm. The buzzards are named Manny, Mo, and Nick. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I 
for some reason. But so, I thought that was cute. It is cute. So yeah, the the buzzards are sniffing at him, but then he is surrounded by some dusty ass looking dudes who kick him awake. Yeah. And he's like blinking at him and he gets up, they get him up and they're like going through his pockets. One guy's named Zeb. Mm-hmm. And he takes the deed to the farm out of his pockets and his 16 cents. His life savings. Oh, my God. Why do they keep carrying these things around with them? <laughs> Don't you have a house? God. For now. Yeah, that's true. But then they're like going to kill him. They're yeah. going to kill Daniel. And they start. But they start arguing about which one of them is going to kill him. And the one guy is like. You know, I did the last two. I'm better at it. And then the other guy's like, well, how am I going to get better at it if I don't have any practice? So, you know, they're talking back and forth. When suddenly someone shoots off their trigger fingers. Yep. We just hear like, pew. And then we hear my trigger finger. Yeah. And then out in the distance, we see a twister. And then suddenly the twister is gone. Mm -hmm. And then there's a man on a horse. Yeah. And he lassos the two bad guys. And he... Leaves them tied up there. And he gets, you know, Daniel's stuff back. Yes. This is not really worth mentioning because it is a visual element, but maybe go look it up. Everyone in this movie runs so stupid. Yeah. They run like they're like being chased by a toddler. And yeah. they're like, oh, no, Uh-oh. you're going to win. Oh, no. Like taking tiny little steps. They're not running fast at all. Everybody. Paul Bunyan later when we meet don't him, just like, get me. Hip, 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 hip. It's so, I don't know why it's such a weird choice. But I was like, why are they running like that? It's even actually if you go watch the trailer, it oh. shows this scene where they're running away. Yeah. You don't have to watch the whole movie. You can just see it. Watch them run away from Pecos Bill. It's so strange. So anyway, it's Pecos Bill. Sure is. He leaves him tied up. He comes to talk to Daniel. He's trying to do his little spiel because Daniel's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm the, the ring-tailed, rip-roaring, you know, like whatever. I'm the, he goes on for a little while and Daniel interrupts him and goes, you got a name? He goes, I'm getting to it. <laughs> I'm getting to that. He finishes it. He says, I'm Pecos Bill. It's very like Genie from Aladdin. Yes. He's got to do his little Yeah, let me finish, song please. And dance. I just saved your life. A little... You know, appreciation for the theater of it all would be nice. Yeah. Daniel says, oh, you're Pegos Bill. I'm Santa Claus. Well, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> and. Yeah. And Daniel doesn't believe him. Right. Yeah. Of course not. Pegasus Bill ain't real. Daniel gets the deed back to his farm. But then he says, you know, to Pegos Bill, well, I live in Paradise Valley. And Pecos says, that's a long way from here. We're in Texas. So everybody knows where Paradise Valley is. I guess. Except us. There's. There's four towns out there. Easy mystery. He yeah. says, you know, you're really far away. You're going to die out here if you are if you go alone. So you better come with me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to Mexico. Yep. And so they go. They go. Oh, and they have the they, his horse, too. Widowmaker. Yeah. It was like a black stallion. Yeah. yeah. I love the name. I wrote a Facebook post forever ago that was like, nobody names things Widowmaker anymore. <laughs> and that's a damn shame. And I stand by it. There should be a company that installs windows called Window Maker. <laughs> but they just have like a lot of really like dark advertising and marketing. It's yeah. like a Grim Reaper installing a window. Hell yeah. <laughs> a lot of crying women. <laughs> Did your husband die? It's because you didn't have Window Maker windows. Yep. Meanwhile, we're headed to a town. That looks like it sucks. Everyone is filthy and working. There's like a chain gang. Everyone's dirty. A group of dudes... Oh. <laughs> is it because of their hats? 
they're wearing black suspenders. Like, yeah, they're they kind of dressed. You're right, yeah. Uh, so Meat Wedge has made a note here that says, there's a chain gang working and a group of dudes that look like they're full of milk and ready for the, a bit of the old ultraviolence. <laughs> so they yeah. are dressed like they're from a Clockwork Orange. They're, and there's four of them. Yeah. I think they're wearing little glasses, too. It's yeah. very, like, Clockwork Orange feeling. I wonder if they're maybe, just in black. Maybe it was a nod. Maybe so. But yeah, they're going through and harassing people. I hate scenes like this, too. This is not important at all. But this is in a lot of movies, the scene of like, oh, the guards versus the workers yeah. or whatever. And there's always a worker who just walks into the guys. Yeah. And there's one guy that just walks right into the middle of this like line of five dudes. Right. It's like, man, they push go, him down. Go around. Whip him. Yeah. Well, you think is going to, you knew here. <laughs> it's your first day. God. Come on. But Evil Hat is there mm. in his very fancy train car. It's all gold and big windows. And we learned that his name is J.P. Styles. This train car and the gilded everything reminds me of Wild Wild West. Yes. I love it. It's so over the top. Yes. I love it. Like, it's not realistic, but no, not much in this movie is. And the, the set design is just so cool here. Inside and out, because we see the outside of it later. It's dope. Yeah. It's cool. But so there's a bunch of stuffy rich dudes in this train car talking to J.P. Styles. They're all like, we're going to make ourselves so rich, tearing up this town to get all the gold and the iron and copper and one other thing I forget. Uh, William H. Macy is there. He's not credited. Oh. Which I always think is interesting when people go uncredited in a movie. I never understand why you would do that. But yeah. he is one of the rich dudes in the top hat. Just doing a favor for somebody. He saw the costuming and was like, oh, that looks so fun. Yeah, I, I do, that. do that. I got five minutes. Oh, I think the other thing was oil. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, Styles is basically like, well, once I get the deeds, and William H. Macy's like, you don't have them? We need those. We have That was literally have- your job. We've started the tunnel. Yeah. It's going to break through. We have to own the land on the other side of it. Yeah. Or we're fucked. Yeah. We've spent so much money. And he's like, I'm going to get them. <laughs> I mean, what is even going to happen if he doesn't have the deed, honestly? It's the Wild West. There's no law. Right, just build the train through this man's house. They're not going to stop you. Or go around a little bit. Yeah. It's so goofy. It is. Um, He's like, I've got to get him. Don't, don't sweat, dude. God, don't bother me with these bullshit details. <laughs> so then we see Pecos Bill and Daniel have found a camping spot. They wake up in the morning. It's really nice. There are these CGI butterflies all around, which I'm sure 95 looked really cool. Yeah. Um, they have a nice little moment about it. You know, they're just like, oh, look at him. Appreciate the world around you. Yes. And Daniel does. You know, yeah. he's like, this does look really cool. But then he he's like, listen, I can't go to Mexico with you. I have to get home. Mm-hmm. And Pecos is like, I'm not taking you to Mexico, idiot. <laughs> We're going <laughs> north. Stoop. I'm going to help you. God. And Daniel's kind of like, why? And he's just like, that's what I do. Yeah. Defend the defenseless. Defend the defenseless. So I do like this butterfly scene, but it does give it a little bit of like a magical quality. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes you feel like, oh, maybe we're in like a little bit of an alternate reality where things are a little bit magical, but it never happens again. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. There should be more magic. Yeah. Because the things that the, the tall tail guys are doing are, I mean, they're all possible besides riding a tornado. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah, there needs to be more fantastical-ness. Yeah. yeah. I know. If you're going to be in an alternate reality where you can ride tornadoes, like, there's got to be some other cool shit, too. Yeah. Agree. Anyway. Anyway. Back on the fancy train. Uh, Styles is a little more pressed than he let on previously because 
he can't get anything done without the deed to Hackett's farm because it is right smack in the middle of what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And they cannot find Daniel. They're like, the kid just up and went. (laughs) He R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Yes. (laughs) Back to Daniel. They're riding along on a horse and, you know, Pecos is like, we got to get there to put up the fight. And Daniel's like, I don't want to fight. I just want to go home and yeah. have a home to go to. Yeah. And so Daniel explains the situation. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I can't win against these big money bank dudes. And there's too many of them. And the fight's going to be too big. And I'm too small. Yeah. So Pecos Bill's like, well, I know a big guy. Yep. Let's go get him. Big fight. Let's go get a big man. Yeah. We got to go get Paul Bunyan. He lives in the Redwoods. Yeah. And Daniel is like. I am dealing with a crazy person. Paul Bunyan is not real. But okay. Pegasus Bill, Paul Bunyan is not real. Yeah, but what choice does he have? Yeah. Meanwhile, a telegraph has just come in that a 12-year-old boy in the company of a cowboy is wanted. Dead or alive. Dead. Yeah. They'll just fucking kill him. Who? It's just a little ant. Who reads a telegraph? I mean, obviously the guy who sent it is evil, but who receives this telegraph and is like, yeah, I'd kill a 12-year-old. For a thousand bucks in nineteen oh five, I guess. That's true. How many acres of land could you buy with that? <laughs> that like, depends. A lot. Yeah, so they've gotten to kind of this like town that they're traveling through, and so the telegraph comes in right as they walk by. And the telegraph guy sees them and is like, Oh shit. Is that them? How convenient. Yeah. But so Daniel and Pegos Bill are trying to ask for Ask around for Paul Bunyan. This is a yeah. logging town. He used to work here. Right. Has anybody seen He's him? He's got to be here. Uh, people Your are notes like, confused the shit out of me. Never I was like, PB, other PB. I was like, Yeah, what? well, I was trying to save myself some typing. Yeah, no, and I so gotcha. I was like, Pecos Bill. And I was like, fuck, Paul Bunyan is also. Yeah. But I didn't Peanut want butter. to call him Pecos because it sounded stupid. It is stupid. So I was like, Pecos Bill is PB. I'm, a, I'm fine with saying Paul. Yes. So that's where I went from now on. Got it. Nobody's heard of Paul Bunyan. Pecos Bill is like, well, let's get the hell out of here. But then an old man, Burgess Meredith, also uncredited. Oh, that's who it is. Yes. Leans Aww. out and is like, hey, heard you were looking for Paul Bunyan. Oh, my God. I love Burgess Meredith. So cute. Especially in this movie. He says, oh, you're looking for Big Paul. Yeah. I know him. I used to have to make him 40,000 flapjacks because he can eat more pancakes than anybody else, which yeah. I definitely said at the top. I was like, flapjacks are involved in Paul Bunyan's story yes. somehow. Absolutely. He just eats a lot of them. There was also something that like, they used to have to, they had a griddle so big that they would strap lard to their feet and ice skate across it oh, to like cute. grease the griddle to yeah. make big enough. Yeah. Man, I wish there was more of that in here. There needs to be so much more. Of them like telling stories around the campfire of all of the like wild shit that they've done, but we like see it. Yeah. 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 Missed opportunity. Yeah, agreed. But so he's like, he's the one who tells them he moved up to the Redwoods because mm-hmm. he didn't want to cut the trees down here anymore. Yeah. Because they kept bringing in machines to yeah. do it. Yeah. So that's where you can find them. They're like, thank you. We're heading out. But before they can leave, they're accosted by a bunch of lumberjacks mm-hmm. who have seen the telegraph and are like, I want that money. Yeah. They punch Pecos Bill, try to snatch Daniel. I was like, Daniel should have been like, 12, I'm 11. <laughs> no, you're looking for a 12-year-old. That ain't me. No, I'm only nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so there's a whole ass fight that breaks out, and Pecos Bill's kicking ass, but Daniel has fallen on a log that's about to go into a giant saw machine. Yeah. And his little foot is stuck. Yes, but. <laughs> I know. He's laying on top of this log. His foot is stuck on the right side. Mm-hmm. The saw is about to 
Cut down the middle. Cut right down the middle. Yeah. Just flop over to the side, Daniel. Your foot will still be stuck, but you will not be cut in half. Yeah. He's struggling to stay on the log for the scene. Yeah. Because it's round. Don't, you just it's get off the log. Yeah. Or take your shoe off, my dude. Take your shoe off. Yeah. It's just so, it's like such a non-issue and they're trying to, because they keep cutting back, Pecos! It's like, yeah. save and, your own ass, man. I know. And Pecos Bill's like, I'm coming! Right. But it, then he just keeps getting punched. I mean, I don't know. You know, if you're a kid, you don't think about the logistics of it. But as an adult, I was like, this is not a dangerous situation. Yeah. It's just a loud one. It's just a loud one. Yeah. The old man comes running down, sets him free, and is like, go through that pipe Mm -hmm. until you get to Northern California, I guess. Yeah. pipe runs all the way to Humboldt County. Sure. Pegos Bell whistles for Widowmaker, Mm -hmm. runs around. Daniel gets to the end of the pipe. Jumps down onto the horse, a ride off to the Redwoods, which is so far away from Texas. Yep. But the pipe. <laughs> it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. Yeah. They are on Widowmaker. Maybe they just caught a twister. Ooh, that's cool. And the whole time Daniel was like, this ain't real. <laughs> so while they're on their way, Daniel is explaining how a telegraph works because he's like, how did they know to look for us? Like they already were like on your trail or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're so far from home. So he explains how a telegraph works and explains this idea for a phone mm-hmm. because some bell guy has come up with us. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent Pecos bill of the situation. There's wires and they use them to talk to each other. Uh-huh. I was like, that's how I feel about it too. And I live in 2023. I know. Dude. I don't get it. I do love that he's like, oh, everybody knows everybody's business. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle that. Yeah. But it's also kind of strange, like, so it's still 1905, because Daniel's like, yeah, this is a thing. It's not like a thing that he dreamed up. It's a thing that is currently happening. And obviously, they sent a telegraph. It happened. Right. Yeah. Where's Pecos Bill been that he doesn't know about yeah. a telegraph? I know. It isn't consistent, because it could just be like Pecos Bill and the, the tall tales only show up when like someone is in need of their help right yeah but paul bunyan when we meet him has given up because of the way things are changing yeah so obviously he has been around and right. he knows the way things are going mm-hmm. so do they exist do they not right he's got a whole house it's furnished he cut it out of a giant tree like yeah but very inconsistent yeah throughout this whole movie agree but they arrive in the forest. Didn't take them that long to get there, I guess. And a trap falls on them. <laughs> and then a regular sized man runs out. Yep. Looking like a crazy person. Like, you got You can't get me. You come all the way out here. I'm going down swinging. And Pecos Bill just sticks his little face out mm-hmm. of the tree. Yeah, because he was hiding behind a branch. And then yeah, he's, he's like, like Paul Bunyan, it's me. And he's like, <gasps> Pecos, <laughs> you steaming pile of buffalo pucky. You're still ugly. <laughs> he talks so soft. He talks like Oliver Platt. He's yeah. just being Oliver Platt. He is. He is not like big booming. Nope. Paul Bunyan man. He's very soft. He's got a huge beard, very long hair. Doesn't look like a lumberjack anymore. He just looks like a mountain man. Yeah. He is wearing so many layers and they all have fringe on them. Mm-hmm. So anytime he turns, there's just like, he <laughs> looks like the things in the car The wash. car wash, yeah. <laughs> He does. <laughs> and he's like, he's just regular sized. He's wearing yep. clearly something over his shoes so his feet look bigger. Mm-hmm. But he, they didn't make him that no. much I know. taller At or some bigger. At point in the movie, he says, I'm 300 pounds. I'm like, you are not. You are not. You're 150 at the most. 
Yeah. You little tiny man. With 48 pounds of jacket added on. Yeah. But like still doesn't even add up to 300. Nope. He's bad (laughs) at math. It's just, it's very strange how, you know, Paul Bunyan is supposed to be a man that you look at him and you're like, damn. You just look at this man and you're like, okay. Right. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. He just looks like, he's just a little guy. Yeah. When I think of Paul Bunyan, I think of that statue from From it. it. Yeah. It's huge. Right. Yeah. You can't just be. be like i know that six three is a little taller than the average man is in that how tall he is? yeah oh that is tall yeah he's not he's six four. Oh, damn he is tall and patrick swayze is only five ten but oh. he doesn't even look that much bigger than patrick swayze in this movie not at all and they didn't ha- they had the actual heights to work with yeah and they still made i don't know if they made patrick swayze look too big i don't know what happened <laughs> but they just he should have been i mean larger than life and they they just didn't do it. Or even throw in something about, like, he's getting smaller because he's yeah. not around these people who believe in him. Ooh. You know, something. That would have been cool. And then as the little adventure goes on, <gasps> he keeps getting bigger. Yes. And Daniel keeps being like, are you? Are you, you look taller. T- hmm. He keeps bonking his head on stuff. Oh, I fit through that door yesterday. Such a fun <laughs> Damn, I'm Disney. S- I'm smelling a recast rewrite. Yes. As we as we get through this but so it's gonna be a bummer because i love oliver platt but he was not a good choice for this part no he really wasn't so they go inside paul bunyan's house which is just a hollowed out redwood log yeah, that's cute. and he's explaining that he had to quit logging because they kept bringing in these machines they weren't tending to the forest they were just leveling it yeah you know, they, they weren't were... leaving baby trees to grow mm-hmm. you know taller yeah you've got to take care of the land yeah and they weren't yeah, right no and he was like i just i just can't have it he's like i don't care i don't want to talk to anybody i'm gonna stay up here in this forest by myself forever Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. care about you i don't care about paradise valley you can all go to hell yeah but daniel is like you're not paul bunyan paul bunyan is a giant badass and you're just a sad little drunk man yeah with huge eyebrows he does his eyebrows are so big and fake (laughs) like why is that what they chose no like, of all the things. I don't know. Come on. But I guess Daniel's little speech works because here they go. Mm-hmm. We next see Daniel and Pecos Bill on Widowmaker. And behind them is Paul Bunyan on his big blue ox, which Daniel was like, is that box? Is that ox actually blue? Yeah. And Pecos was like, yeah. Yeah, of course. It was born during the blue winter of whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Also, regular sized ox. I know. He's not a big blue. I mean, he's a blue ox, but he's not big. Nope. So they go to Liberty City because their plan is to go there and catch the ferry because it's a shortcut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Paul Bunyan is like, well, that's a terrible idea because that city is insane. (laughs) Yeah. But they go anyway. Yeah. And it is a bustling city. Mm -hmm. Like people running to and fro. Yes. Both to and fro. Hither and also thither. Yes. And (laughs) first of all, no one seems remotely bothered by Paul's big blue animal. No one else in this movie is like, your name is Pecos Bill. Fuck off. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, everyone's he like, real. oh, hey. Yeah. Weird. Yep. Because it's still like, are they real? Are they not? Can, some people can see them. Some people can't. What's happening? No idea. Uh, No time for any of that thought, that train of thought, though, because there is a steel driving contest. Man versus machine. Who is faster? And it's a man with the world's largest mutton chops saying you know who wants to try yourself against my machine and it's 
to drive a railroad spike. Yeah. To see, because they've invented this machine that'll do it. Yep. And suddenly the only black man in this movie appears. Yep. And he's wearing overalls and boots and he's got a big old sledgehammer and he says, I'm John Henry and I'll take that bet. Mm-hmm. And everyone's excited, but they're all betting against John Henry. Yeah. You because, can't be faster than that machine. You're yeah, just a guy. You're just a man. Except Pecos Bill, who speaks up to be like, no, nah, he's going to beat it. Yeah, 10 to 1 on John Henry. And yeah. John looks out and like, well, Pecos Bill, as I live and breathe, there you are. Yeah. It's really cute. They all know each other. Of course, they're all fables. For or whatever. For some reason. But John Henry's like, I can't do this without a shaker. Yeah, I need someone to hold the spikes yeah, while and I hit them. The way it works, you have to hit it and then twist it yeah. to like really get it down in there. Mm-hmm. But he has to do several. I don't know yeah. how this works. I don't either. But so they're all just kind of standing there and he's like, somebody come do it. And Mutton Chops is like, who will be this man's shaker? And Widowmaker pushes Daniel into Forward, the crowd. Yeah. And he was like, I can't do that. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. But John Henry says, hey, you don't know what you can do till you try. Exactly. All you got to do is shake it and turn it every time I hit it. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel says, what if you miss? And John Henry says, I never miss. At least I haven't yet. <laughs> Very confident. But so contest go. Yeah. Um, but Daniel immediately just dives out of the way. And John Henry's like, get up here, boy. It's like, he told you he couldn't do it. I mean, to be fair, whether or not you're scared of getting hit, those spikes are huge. Yeah. One of them is six feet tall. Yeah. He is a 12-year-old boy. I know. Like, he can't. No, he, he like, struggles. He literally cannot. Yeah. You, you made a bad choice. Yeah. You took advice from a horse. <laughs> Why? You should know better. You should know better. Paul Bunyan's right there. Yeah. But they're doing all right. Because every time John Henry takes a swing, he drives this spike way farther than the machine does. Yeah. But the machine never slows down. No. It's a constant pressure. Tink. Tink, yeah, tink. but John Henry has to rely on Daniel to run up and down the ladder with the spikes. But the machine is only working on one spike. I know. I don't understand. And John Henry, like, drives a spike, and then he's like, get the four-foot one. Get the six-foot one. Yeah. So he's done more right. already than the machine, but then he has to go get another one, and, well, Paul Bunyan yells from the crowd, and John Henry's like, hot damn, you know, my other friend's here. Yeah. Whatever. It's... It, it feels very triumphant and it's very cool. And John Henry is singing his little song about like, you know, having a steel hammer in his hand. Yeah. It's nice. Except for Daniel, who is struggling up and down this ladder with these giant heavy spikes mm-hmm. and and falling behind. And John Henry's like, come on, hand it to me. Come but on. But then he doesn't. And he never turns the spike. He's just struggling to like. Right. Get it up there. Um, But yeah, so of course, John Henry ends up losing. Right, because Daniel is tired. Yeah. But again, yeah, he drove in three spikes already and the machine has only done one. Mm -hmm. So how does John Henry lose this race? I don't understand. I don't know. And when he hits the spike all the way in, it splits the whole like chunk of earth they're standing on. Yeah, I think he wins. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. But they're walking away and Daniel's feeling bad about it. But Pegos Bill is like, hey, well, did you try your hardest? Yeah. Well, then you've got no reason to be sorry. Exactly. Which is a nice lesson. Yes, absolutely. I enjoy that. And it wasn't, I remembered it being more high stakes. High, like High spikes? Ha. Like the outcome being more like. Yeah. Dire. But it's just John Henry's pride. Yeah. You know, he's like, uh, I, I'll, I can beat any machine, whatever. I've never yeah. lost before. And he's just like, damn. 
I lost. But he's not too, you know, broken up about it either. So I felt a little bit better watching it this time because I just remembered it being like, that was the worst thing that could ever happen. I know. I I remember feeling that way too. Like the the stress of it. Yeah. I felt that I remembered being stressed about the scene when I was a kid, which was a really weird feeling. Yeah. Because I was just like, why would you put all that on this child? Yeah, I know. But and I mean, I still feel bad, but it turns out like it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Very low stakes. So J.P. Styles has somehow found Daniel's boat mm. and Zeb's trigger finger. Yep. They stab into this man's finger and hold it up like a cocktail weenie on a skewer. That's why I said like, a trigger finger. Twister is more family friendly than yes, this movie. It's 100%. gross. 100%. Gross. It's a. And they've already severed seen finger. one drunk man. Yeah. And he says the boy must have been through here. How did you know? How did you know which direction to go in? How did you find him in the middle of this desert where no boat should be? Why would you even think to go in that direction when he clearly left in a boat? None of this makes sense. They located him in the one spot in the middle of Texas, which is very far from Paradise Valley, that he was in. I have a question. Sure. Is he the only child in this movie? Yes. They don't show any other kids? Like the baby. He has like a little baby sibling. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's so easy to catch. He's the only child. You've seen a boy come through this way? Yes. That's the one. Well, then follow that trail. <laughs> I guess so. I didn't think about that. I didn't either till just now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It just, you know, okay. Spoilers. We learn later. None of this is real. And so it, it kind of explains it. But in this moment, when we are still believing that everything is real, the unbelievability of J.P. Styles tracking down Daniel in yeah. this desert he could have no way arrived in Unless was just too much for me. J.P. Styles is also a tall tale, <gasps> but he, but he's, but he's not. But real. like, <laughs> if they had made him that way, then yeah. that would make more sense. Yeah, there should also be a big bad tall tale. There should be a tall bad. Anyway, the tall tale trio have taken little baby Daniel to a saloon sure there's nowhere else to hang out these days yeah and they're kind of drinking away their troubles john henry is distraught about his perfect record and paul bunyan is like yeah it's that kid's fault yeah he sucks but pecos bill's like hey man he's 12 and he did his best like yeah and you haven't given him a chance yeah um anyway they all start talking about the code again and daniel's drinking a sarsaparilla which Mm -hmm. is cute and daniel accidentally spits on a man's shoe yep and that man turns around and was like, I haven't seen a kid in years. I'm going to kill this one. <laughs> Maybe a lot of them are like, this short adult. Oh, my God. That reminds me of the time that I went on tour and spent so much time just in dive bars that when I got home, I forgot that kids existed. <laughs> and I saw a kid and I was like, what's this very tiny adult doing here? <laughs> like, I, fr- I just, I don't know. I hadn't seen one in so long. Oh, my God. Um, But yeah, <laughs> that guy turns around and is like pissed at daniel and paul bunyan is like yeah go ahead (laughs) what fuck that kid but it's the michael jordan again just fuck them kids fuck them kids exactly (laughs) but pecos bill's like hey man let me just buy you a drink yeah and that guy's like no i'm gonna fight you yep john henry's like don't test pecos bill right so they're like okay let's just just have a drink just take that drink man and he's like okay all right. But then Pecos Bill salutes. He he does a toast to Texas. 
And then the big dude just turns into a giant asshole. Yeah. And starts giggling. Listen, man, there are 14 people in the West. Yep. And 12 of them live in Texas. Do you know how big that fucking place is? Yeah. You cannot afford to make fun of every person from Texas. Nope. Why, how are you still alive? And why? Where are you from? That's so great. We don't know where they are no. now, just in Liberty City. But yeah, it just, he just starts cracking up and Pecos Bill is like, listen, insult me all you want. Insult my horse. Insult my kicks. Yeah. Whatever. Insult my mother. Yeah. But, but don't insult Texas. How dare you? It's like that Russell Brand bit where somebody is like, you suck and the queen sucks. And he's like, insult me if you wish, but how dare you insult the queen? But he's like, I don't give a fuck about the queen. But Pecos Bill does care about Texas. Yeah. He's like, all right, them's fighting words. And they fight and he kicks his ass right through a window and yeah. it starts a big old fight. But guess what? <gasps> Calamity Jane is here. No, she's so cute. And I wish she was in more of this movie because she's literally only in this scene. I know. She's like, who started this fight? The bartender's like, that guy. Immediately rats out Pecos Bill. Yep. And apparently they used to date. Yeah, he stands up and he's like, oh, my desert flower. <laughs> She's like, don't you desert flower me. Mm-mm, I don't want to hear it. Yep. She <laughs> starts shooting at him. Yes. She like shoots his belt off and then she like shoots his outline. Yes. He, she shoots so much of the bar. She has I'm like, are you buying infinite all, bullets all in her six stuff? shooters also? Apparently she shoots 40 bullets. Jesus. <laughs> in the four minutes that she's in this movie. But she also, she has her sheriff badge on, so she yeah takes all the adults to jail. That's Sheriff Calamity Jane to you. Yep. Yep. So they're all in jail. Pecos, Paul Bunyan, John Henry. Mm-hmm. All the adults. You just said that. They're talking about, you know, how this is all Pecos Bill's fault because he ran out on Calamity Jane. And <laughs> John Henry is like, she's a handsome woman. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> trying really hard. Yeah, Paul Bunyan is too. They're like, mm-hmm. mm. why would you ever leave that? S- sturdy. <laughs> sturdy, in fact. A good shot. Yeah. She's yeah. got nice hair. <laughs> <laughs> but so Daniel's just wandering the streets of Liberty City and it's getting pretty shady. And we see that some guy seems to have made Daniel. He's yeah. like, oh, a kid? Oh, someone under 18? The only one? Yeah. And... It's one of those scenes where it's like, I don't know if we're supposed to know this actor, but it like zooms in on his face a little too long to be like, eh, this guy. Yeah. But I don't know him. I don't either. I think we're just supposed to like to see his facial expression. that he's like putting it together. I don't know. Yeah. But so Daniel sees the staples and he goes inside. Well, first he gets accosted by a woman. Oh, yeah. Some. So there's a sex worker. What is this? Fucking all dogs go to heaven. Yeah, I forget what they call her. Does she have a name? In the no, just oh. in the subtitles, you know, it's like so and so. Oh yeah, they give her a job title that is not prostitute or hooker oh. or it's something that's like lady of the night. Yeah, yeah. you're just kind of like she's a escort. Yeah, she's a friend. I don't remember. That's my friend. She's a friend. She's a, <laughs> she's a friend. Spooky friend. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in these stables instead. Yeah, because he hears Babe. Right. And he's like, oh, well, I can go in there. Um, J.P. Styles is here or sure. somewhere. We yep. see him roll up in his motorcycle with, yeah. a, with his gang. They have little sidecars. Sidecar motorcycles. Um, Paul Bunyan is like, thank God that kid's gone. I hated him. He's so is just like, He's my best friend, actually. Could you leave him alone? <laughs> but then the jail starts falling apart. 
or yeah. or m- moving both a little bit it's, just it's like coming scooting. apart at the corners kind of yeah it's scooting across the ground <laughs> and so, they, i mean i think the implication is that they're trying to pull the outside wall off yes. but the whole thing is just moving it's just moving that's like what are we removing bikini bottom <laughs> <laughs> just move it over here yeah like, if i can't get my friends out of the jail i'll take the jail to paradise valley i guess he's dragging it for a while some dudes have shown up on the motorcycles they start chasing him down but as we learned earlier he's very fast he's already back in paradise valley completely outruns all these (laughs) motorcycles pecos bill is like why isn't that stupid ox moving anymore and paul bunyan's like well it's because you insulted him and you have to apologize had to apologize and pecos bill is like i'm not apologizing to no ox as though he doesn't have the exact same relationship with his horse yeah who kicked someone halfway to the moon Mm -hmm. for petting him wrong right yeah but then he does he says babe uncle pecos (laughs) is so proud of you and you're so pretty and i'm so sorry that i said something that hurt your feelings yes now move Mm -hmm. and babe does he does scoots the jail a little bit farther but then the whole thing falls apart yeah so they go off in search of daniel in order to film this scene they just put a bunch of crew members behind the jail wall and pushed it which i just i love the like yeah don't low, make it complicated, low tech. man. Yeah. Don't hurt the ox. We can just push it. Yep. And they do. Very cute. Yeah. So Paul Bunyan sees him and sees all these, sees Daniel running past, sees all these motor guys, motorcycle guys running, mm. driving behind him, chops down a light pole. And says, timber, timber, falls in their way. They all crash into it, but not lethally. They yeah. hop out and pursue Daniel on foot. And Paul Bunyan just stands there and watches them. Mm-hmm. And he just and starts yells. yelling about yeah. This yeah. is when he's like, "I'm three hundred pounds. I can out eat, out swing, out drink for so long, out fart." I'm Paul Bunyan. It's like, <laughs> go, idiot, yell, go do something, and run at the same time. Oh, so he finally starts running. The goons catch up to Daniel. JP Styles' right hand man is like threatening Daniel, but then Paul Bunyan shows up, starts smacking him around, hits a couple dudes in the nuts because yeah. you have to. Of course, nineteen ninety five. And then Daniel runs away. No nut was safe in 1995. <laughs> Why would you not stand near Paul Bunyan? Because he doesn't like him. <laughs> sure, but he's protecting you in yeah. this moment at the very least. But he runs away, runs over to a water tower and starts climbing up to the top of it. I know. And this scene is so weird for Incredibly a lot of reasons. Weird. But I also was like, what time of day is it? Is oh, it night? Am- ambiguous It's 30. like It's like, yeah dark but also extremely bright i could not figure it out yeah who knows it's like blue but i can see everything clearly i don't know it's weird it's it's blue it's blue o'clock it's just blue time so styles follows him climbs up to the water tower they're both at the top and styles is like look man i just want the deed to your farm i only shot your dad because he's an idiot yeah but you hate the farm anyway and he says it's just a dried up, miserable piece of ground. Yes. So he quotes Daniel exactly. Right. Which, I mean, I guess could allude to the fact that this is all in Daniel's head, but it's also like, it would be so much cooler if he was just a big, bad, tall tale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway. I agree. It's like, what were you listening before? Did you just happen to... What are you, a cop? <laughs> you a co- You got my house bugged? <laughs> Ancient um... bugs. <laughs> just literal bugs <laughs> that report back yeah 
But then Styles pulls a sword on him and threatens to stab him. Yeah. But then from the ground, Paul Bunyan throws his axe, which gets caught in Styles' jacket and pins him to the water tower. And Daniel jumps, but Paul softens his landing with his bod. Oh my God, it's so Oof. funny. They crash. Yeah. He's like, get your corpse off of me. <laughs> <laughs> so JP Styles is like, get him. And they all run so stupid. Yeah. Just this is their first time running ever in their lives you know it's been a minute towards the ferry pegos bill and john henry are there Widowmaker's there babe's there everybody's ready they get on it i don't know why this scene is so dramatic like they try to make it super dramatic yeah. but pegos bill is waving his gun around and doesn't shoot anyone no which i'm like he has the super deadly aim with their trigger fingers and whatever yeah do something maybe it's a saturday but he does sunday no he doesn't kill people on sunday but maybe he doesn't do anything on saturday. <laughs> i don't roll on the shabbos yeah he doesn't do that they get to the ferry no one is chasing after them jp styles is so far away he could not catch them if he wanted to yeah he aims his gun but he's like oh that's too far doesn't even take a shot they get away clean there there was no tension no they just got on the ferry yeah very strange so now they're on the ferry and it's real chill and it looks really nice actually. There's like plenty of room for everybody. Yes. I guess it's just like a ferry. It's a they're on it for a long time. They just take it. So I'm like, is this for anyone? How's it get back? Somebody else goes, <laughs> I'm going to Liberty City. I guess, but yeah, it's like comfy and nice and you know, the scenery is beautiful and John Henry and Daniel make little fishing poles out of sticks and are sitting and talking and um they start talking about daniel's dad because he says you know my dad and i go fishing a lot and it seems like that's the only time we really get along yeah and so john henry starts talking about his dad and how you know his dad treated him much the same way you know my dad was really hard on me and but listen i didn't get to tell my dad how i felt about him yeah um but you still have a chance yeah and <laughs> There's a he's like, oh, what happened to your dad? And John Henry's like, oh, he got sold mm-hmm. to another farm. Mm-hmm. And Daniel looks at him like he's never heard of slavery in 1905. Right. <laughs> it was so long ago. He's like, we were slaves. What? 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 Come on. What? Come on, man. Well, he's never seen a black person before, so maybe he's never heard of it. I mean, he's the only John Henry is the only black person and Daniel is the only child. <laughs> and calamity jane is like one of two women that's true so. <laughs> yeah i i don't know i mean it's a nice scene and it's really cute because daniel is resting his arms on john henry's feet which yeah. i just thought was like a really nice you it know i don't cute. know he's just getting comfortable with these people who are helping him out i like him i love john henry i love this actor i had to look up and see if he was gay because i was like he's just so campy i'm getting like shades of billy porter from him yeah like, i can just imagine him but he's I mean, he's not I like him all the same. I love him. He has such a nice voice and like yes. the best laugh. Yes. Every time he has that like full belly laugh, yeah. it just makes you feel warm. I know. And when he's singing his song, it sounds so nice. Yeah. Anyway, so they get off the ferry. They're in the, I don't know, Canyons Desert kind of. Yeah. And they set up camp and Daniel is telling them about light bulbs and how pretty soon it will be light all the time. Mm-hmm. And... All the tall tales are like, well, how are people going to look at the stars? And Daniel's like, I guess they just won't. Yeah. That's bad, Daniel. Yeah. That's a bad thing. No, you don't. You don't know. The it's stars too bright now. are good. 
We love the stars. Also, somewhere along the way, they've acquired John Henry's mule, whose name is called Molasses, which is a lovely name. Yeah. But, but it's where did he come slow. from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. He just showed up. He was just waiting on the ferry. Because <laughs> that's the first time he shows up, right? Yeah. He just happens to be on the ferry. Yep. So. Who knows? Anyway, now they're in an endless desert. Yeah. I was not alive in 1905. Mm-mm. But I don't think America has ever looked like this. They look like they're in the Sahara. Yeah. I no, mean, we don't we don't have like dunes. dunes. Yeah. We have just flat, dry, cracked earth. Yeah. As far as I know. With like cactuses, tumbleweeds, yeah. Yeah. little brushy. This is just sand. Because mm-hmm. they're in the endless desert. Yeah. Um, but they're all hot, they're tired, they're out of water, they're arguing a whole bunch. Paul Bunyan does that thing that I've never understood where he's like, I'm out of water, pours out his canteen, it's full of sand. Did you put the sand in there? Did your water turn to sand? (laughs) What happened? Did you lose your mind and fill it with sand? You're just now remembering you put the sand in there? How did this? What? Also, he is wearing dime-sized sunglasses. They're so small. What is it? He's squinting. Yeah, because they're not doing shit. <laughs> they're not doing it. They're just, they're as big as his pupils and that's it. Just ridiculous. Anyway, they get into a physical fight and Daniel's like, y'all are nuts. I'm leaving. Just starts walking. Yeah, in they direction. just start scuffling over something. Yeah, because they're all hot and tired. Yeah. But he he sees something. Daniel sees something. He heads off over the dunes and he sees his dad and his dad's walking towards him. So he starts running and he runs right into his own. It's a mirage. Oh, and he's sad. sad. I'm sad. I know, but it kind of like the tall tales watch it happen and they get bummed too, so they calm down. Yeah, get back on the same page and the keep wandering. Desert does crazy things to a man. Yep, and they keep taking off. And then we see there's a train somewhere in the distance, yeah. and JP Styles is on top of it like a cranky puppy. Isn't the train like just hanging out trying to get through the tunnel? Currently, it's going through the endless desert. Okay. Just goes wherever. Mm-hmm. Magic. So somehow the group has just fallen asleep. Yeah. And then Styles found them. Yep. With his little group. Yep. In the middle of the desert. Uh-huh. All they had to do was, like, find somewhere to sleep where they couldn't see the train tracks, and they'd have been fine. I guess. I, I guess they didn't do that. I don't know. He's got a little tracking chip implanted <laughs> in Daniel does. or something. <laughs> So Styles is standing there with his 40 goons mm-hmm. and he asks for the deed again. And Daniel's just like, you know what? Fine. I'm tired of this. I'm hot. I want to go home. Yeah. We don't stand a chance. There's no point in fighting. I mean, look at how many of them there are. And look at us. I'm just a little old bitty boy. It's just goofy, too, because like he just woke up. Yeah. They, he has no moment of like, huh? What? Where am I? What's happening? What's going on? He's just like. Okay, give up. (laughs) It's true. He says, we don't stand a chance against progress. I just want to go home and see my dad. And the tall tales are all like, just believe, Daniel. Believe harder. We can do it. Yeah. Daniel's like, no, you're all fake. Yeah, you can't. Shut up. You can't tell me what to do. Stop talking to me. And so he yells at them. You're just hot air. He hands over the deed to J.P. Styles, and the tall tales disappear into the dust while they're saying their little monologues or their song, I'm the rip roarness, whatever, whatever, yeah. I can out drink out. Uh, John Henry singing the song. Then there's dust everywhere. And then Daniel is back in the town with the railroad gang that we saw with the 
whipping and the mud and all that. And he sees his dad being a part of the like railroad crew, Mm -hmm. dusty, like, well, muddy, you know, broken, sad. And he's like, Pa! But then he wakes up Mm -hmm. in the boat. Probably hella sunburnt. Right. He's been laying out there in the sun for hours. I know. He runs home. He says, I'm I'm back. Everything's fine. I didn't give over the deed. He wanted me to, but I didn't give it. It's yeah, still in my pocket. Still had it in his pocket. You can have it. Sarah is like, your dad's going to be just fine. You know, go in and talk to him. It's also, he he gets there and he's like, I'm back. I made it. And his mom doesn't say like, you've only been gone for two hours or you've been gone for three days. But she also seems really happy to see him. Yeah. So it's hard to know. Yep. How much time has passed. Mm-hmm. Enough time for... To know that Jonas is going to be fine? I guess. Who knows? Everyone else has left. And but... they didn't, like, send out a search party? Yeah. Because later they say, you just fell asleep in the boat. So, like, did they go see him asleep in the boat just <laughs> let him sleep? Oh, there's... It's fine. We'll just leave him here for a few more days. Not walking all the way over to his mom, though. <laughs> tell her where he is. <laughs> so, yeah. He runs in to tell his dad, I'm really sorry. You know, I, I want to fight for the farm. I didn't give up the deed. The tall tales helped me. They were right. Yep. And Jonas is like, we're going to sell the farm because no piece of ground is worth dying for. Yeah. But Daniel's like, no, we have to defend the land. Yeah. It's defenseless. Yeah. And it's our job to take care of it. Back to J.P. Styles in his gilded train car mm-hmm. and the other hella rich dudes. And they're on their way to the tunnel where people are still working on it. Yeah. Like, the tunnel exists. It goes all the way through the mountains. Mm. They ride through, poke out the other side, and stop. Yeah. Does the train keep going? Like, do the tracks keep going? I don't think they do yet. Unless they already built them and then they connected them. I don't know. They don't. Gonna? Yeah. But they still don't have the deed to Daniel's farm, but they've decided they don't care. Jonas's farm, whatever. Yeah. All of this is very confusing. Also, J.P. Styles is just sitting and eating at a table and he has a naked cat. In his jacket. Yep. Which just disappears. Yeah. I mean, it's just a show of wealth, I guess, but also, like, what? I don't understand. Like, they're literally just showing up to be like, hey, just so you know, this is going all the way through. It's just, like, the grand opening. I have no idea. I don't either. The train does look cool as fuck. It is really cool. Luckily, Daniel has woken up, had this conversation, and run to the tunnel at the exact right time. Yes. Because he goes to stand in front of the train. Yep. To stop it. And it stops to not hit him. But JP Styles gets up, goes and sees him standing there, and then uses his little horn and is like, run him over. Yeah. he. I mean, he tries to talk to him for a little bit. You know, he's like, get out of here. Yeah. I see your dad sent a boy to do a man's job. Right. But Daniel's like, no, I'm here of my own accord. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, get out of the way. So, that yeah, Styles is like, just run him over. Which I'm like, you were fine with killing him earlier. But he's fine with killing him now. Yeah. But... Daniel's like, no. He puts his little hands on the front of the train, braces himself, and starts pushing it. Yeah. It does nothing because he's He's a child. I mean, he's a human being. Yeah, and it's a train. But then... He's pushing and he falls down. And the train is, I guess, going to run over him. He's freaking out, but we get a shot of him under the train. There's so much space under there. And he's fine. He's just hanging out. It'll just go over you. Just lay there. You'll be okay. Till it leaves. It's going a half a mile an hour. Mm-hmm. But then the train stops oh, yeah? entirely. And Daniel looks up and it's because John Henry is there. Yeah. And 
he's like, oh, I thought you were gone. And John Henry's like, I was just waiting for you to make your move. Mm-hmm. So John Henry's stopping the train. Daniel gets out from under the train. The goons run out from wherever they were hanging out because they were they're too dirty to be on that train. Yeah, they were running beside it in the tunnel. <laughs> Don't get on my train. You're filthy. Yeah. So he runs out or they run out to shoot John Henry. They've got all their guns pointing. But then Pecos Bill shows up and shoots off everybody's trigger fingers. Yes, it's very funny. It I mean, so funny. It's very macabre, but we just hear a bunch of people going, trigger fingers, including Daniel. <laughs> my dude, your trigger finger, he's going to get your trigger finger. Not I even know. my, just the two words, trigger finger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it in the caption. It's so silly. Very silly. But so, and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, then Farmer Mustache shows up and he's like, you know what? Actually, fuck this. I'm not selling. Mm-hmm. Starts firing his gun at the goons. Yeah. Inside the tunnel, we see Paul Bunyan and his 40 yards of fringe <laughs> flapping about, chopping down tunnel supports. Mm-hmm. And all the farmers on the outside are now pushing the train back into the tunnel. Everybody's working together. Yeah. Styles and- is getting worked up. He's like, you fools, I'll give you 300 an acre, 400 $500 an acre. Which you is like, fools. Man, at a certain point? Yes. I'll take it. I don't know. But they push the train all the way through the tunnel, back out the other side, and then they all walk back to their side of the tunnel. And then Paul Bunyan walks out and hands his axe to Daniel and says, one last whack ought to do her. Yep. And he's got to walk really far into the tunnel to get to it. He goes like halfway in. Yeah. How's he going to get back out? I don't know. But then Styles walks up and he's like, don't be a fool. You know, you know, we're going to win. If it's not me, there's going to be some other guy like me. Quit. Quit trying to stand up against progress. Right. Name your price. I'll pay whatever. And Daniel's like, I'm not interested. Which this is the point. I was like, I mean, at a certain point, you're just being stupid. Right. It's like that. Just take the money. Pete Davidson monologue where he's like, if you say you wouldn't suck a dick for a million dollars, you just hate your family. <laughs> it's true. You're just being financially stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure in three weeks when he's like, man, I'm fucking sick of these potatoes. Yeah. I would love to have a house with a nice window. You know, I don't know. I could have had any price. Yeah. $1,000 an acre. But he's an idiot. So... Because his dad wants to die on that farm and be buried there. And so does he. And so does he. Whatever. So he hits the last support beam and takes off running. And he makes it out. But Styles presumably gets crushed. I don't know. He just stands there and watches it fall and gets his gun out. And then is like, oh, it's too late. And then he gets crushed. Run, my dude. Yep. But fortunately, everybody's kind of like standing around waiting for daniel to come running out you know one guy is like did he say five hundred dollars an acre what the fuck are we doing wait hang on (laughs) but he's okay he runs out everybody's like yeah daniel the tunnel is a pile of rubble totally unusable there's no way they could get like 100 chinese dudes to come in there and just move the rocks and use the tunnel again it's absolutely they already dug it out a done deal forever yep can never use that spot again and then we see Daniel working his farm with his pa. They're so happy to be there. Daniel's happy to be there. They're like, I love you, pa. I love you too, Daniel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that was cute. Jonas is like, I'm going inside. And Daniel looks over and the tall tales are there. Yeah. They've come to say hello on their mules, their horses, their oxen. I know. Paul cute. Bunyan says, you know, you've 
inspired me to go cut trees again. Thank you. I've got yep. my passion back. John Henry's like, I'm going to go rematch that steam engine. Mm-hmm. And then Pecos Bill is like, yeah, thanks also from me. Just cuz. Yeah. And they say, to the code. And Jonas hears this and turns around and looks back to see his son standing in the field with a big blue ox yeah. and like some dudes. And he's like, yeah, he takes off his hat. Yeah, to the code. I actually, this part almost got me. Yeah? Yeah. It's a nice scene, except for I am, I have so many questions. No, I do too. But it's like, I don't remember what other movie we covered, but it was like somebody experienced something that wasn't real. Yeah. But then somebody else saw it and validated that experience. And there was something about that that made me a little emotional of like, oh, Mm -hmm. he did experience it. And now his dad is also like in on it with him you know i don't know i just thought that 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 was sweet yeah but anyway then pecos bill puts daniel on widowmaker all by himself and then he leaves yep widowmaker's yours now take care of her him him yeah yeehaw there he goes lassos himself a cyclone and he's gone (laughs) the cyclone takes out their farm (laughs) (laughs) bill paxton shows up and then when pecos bill disappears so does widowmaker the farm's gone. The horse is gone. <laughs> Daniel just falls five feet to the earth <laughs> on his ass and breaks his leg. That's it. The end. It's that's it. Yeah, I know. I just ugh. I loved this movie so much, and I don't know why. I don't know. It's I don't know. What did I love about it? I don't know. I do remember being stressed out about it. Me too. But I remember having warm fuzzy feelings about it, and mm-hmm. now watching again, I'm just like, what is going on in this film? So well, not good. Replay, rewind. I'm good. I think so, too. Yeah. It's just not... I don't hate it, but I'm like, okay, I wish well, I'd have left it in the past. But I also wouldn't show this to a child. No. It's, it's too violent. child appropriate. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Did it make you cry? No. It no. did. I mean, it almost got me, like I said, mm-hmm. when his dad like saw him with his friends. Yeah. But... Same. Yeah. Uh, budget <laughs> estimated, $32 million. You know, Whatever. You lose track. Yeah, a book goes missing here or there. <laughs> Box office, 8.2 million. Oof. Rotten Tomatoes, 48%, which seems high for a movie that only made $8 million. Yeah, honestly. I'd probably give it like 35%. Yeah. It's not the worst. No, but it's just not good because it is a slew of missed opportunities. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Roger Ebert, Three stars, he says. What? More than Twister? Which is so surprising. Yes. If you are not a patron, you will not know. But he gave Twister two and a half stars. Bonkers. Absolutely out of his gourd. (laughs) Gourd. The biggest takeaway from his review is that he hates the Ninja Turtles. Oh, no. Because he mentions them three times. How dare you? I know. But it's just bizarre. Anyway, so what he says. The little respect that I had for you is just totally gone. Gone. Poof. Like so much dust in the wind. Yeah. He says, Tall Tale, The Unbelievable Adventures of Pecos Bill is a warm-blooded, high-spirited family adventure film about a 12-year-old boy who saves his family's farm from an evil villain with the help of Pecos Bill, Paul Bunyan, and John Henry, the steel-driving man, (laughs) plus a walk-on by Calamity Jane. The movie may strike today's kids as startling in its originality, since each of these characters is an actual human being, unlike such (gasps) plastic-faced clones as the Ninja Turtles and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What soapbox are you on, Ebert? I know. He goes on to say, 
The children's heroes of today have been cleverly manufactured to have no personalities, nationalities, or human attributes other than a taste for pizza. What? The Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, the Power Rangers, and other popular characters can be mass-produced for shipment all over the world where they will be where they will be equally faceless for kids of all nations. Okay, the G.I. Joe are incredibly diverse. Racist, maybe, but diverse. How also, dare. you can make a toy of Pecos Bill. They did. They had a fucking deal with Subway and they had little remember when Subway did like kids yeah, shit? Yeah. They had li- there's you can buy a tiny little PVC Pecos Bill on his little blue ox. Yeah. What is it? He then says they limit the imagination. There are only so many fantasies you can project onto Power Rangers. Pecos Bill, John Henry, Paul Bunyan, and Calamity Jane are, however, rompin' stompin' characters that you can actually pretend to be. Do kids pretend <gasps> to be Ninja Turtles? I don't want to know. They have real adventures involving times, places, and people instead of technological adventures involved with blowing things up. What is your beef with the turts? What do you mean they have real adventures? This whole thing was in his imagination. <laughs> yeah. What? He literally seems to be like, I like this movie because it's not Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like, I'm glad That's not a reason. that you grew up with stories of tall tales or whatever like i'm glad that these I mean, stories mean something to you i liked this and the ninja turtles yeah, when i was a kid you can like both don't yeah. sell children so short that it's like they can only like one thing at a time but also like what do you mean no personality Raphael says damn they're all so and different michelangelo is funny yeah he's the party dude <sighs> and splinter don't get me started don't get me started. it was just so strange that he was just like <sighs> Fuck the Ninja Turtle. I don't get it. Um, he really liked the design, though, of Styles' train car, which I gotta agree with. It is yeah. the coolest part of this movie. Super cool. Everything is so big and shiny. And, you know, you wonder, did it really look like that? Or did Daniel make up everything about this movie? Yeah. So, I don't know. I have a million questions about this movie, but they for sure went off with the train design. Absolutely. Um, other reviews... Rita Kempley of the Washington Post said, Mickey's Minions, because this is a Disney film. Yes. Here in Transform, three of America's rootinest, tootinest frontier superheroes into politically and ecologically corrected pablum spewing icons for our time. Aimed at kids more <laughs> attuned to the niceties of the mighty Morphin Power Rangers, this action adventure portrays the first of the forest levelers, Paul Bunyan, as a benign Brobdingnagian. <laughs> What? Tree hugger. Sorry, bro big nagian? I'm not sure. It's the uh, big people from oh, fuck. Gulliver's Travels? It. Thank you. Gulliver's oh, okay. Travels. All I could think was Oliver Twist. Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. The bro big nagians are the giants. Oh. But <laughs> also I had to look up pablum because she was like pablum spewing. I don't know what that is either. It's bland baby food. It's like basically like warm baby cereal. And that became like a synonym for like tasteless mush, basically. Okay. So she really fucking hated this movie and she said it in the most verbose, obnoxious way possible. That she compared it to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when Roger Ebert was like, this is nothing like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and that's why I like it. Right. Well, she was saying the audience is that age group, but those kids are way more they like the Power Rangers more, so they're not going to like this oh, movie. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's just really hooked on the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. I guess. I don't understand. Kids can like more than one type of thing. But damn. I love that even in 1995, they're like, this is too politically correct. Yeah. What about this movie is politically correct to uh, you? Take care of the land. 
And light bulbs are bad. It's 1905 in the movie. What do you expect? I don't know. I don't know. What a I, weird review. I don't understand. Um, so s- some little trivia because there's not much. This is one of those movies that it didn't do well, you know, critically or monetarily. So everybody just kind of forgot that it happened. Oh, yeah. But Gary Sinise was originally cast to play Jonas Hackett and his real life wife, Myra plays Sarah Hackett. So oh. it would have been cute because it would have been like husband yeah, and wife. that would have been cute. But he left to go do Lieutenant Dan. Oh, okay. In Forrest Gump instead. Obviously a wise choice. Yes, absolutely. Nick Stahl, who plays Daniel, is still acting to mm-hmm. this day. He was John Connor in Terminator 3 and also played the Yellow Bastard in Sin City. I, yeah, I recognize him from Terminator. I did not. I didn't see Terminator 3, though. Or I did once. Anyway. Yeah, like we talked about before, it's called Tall Tale, The Unbelievable Adventures of Pecos Bill. But, like, it's not about him. No. And he doesn't do anything unbelievable other than riding a cyclone twice. Yeah. That's literally the only thing. I mean, he's got really good aim, but for the most part, he's just a dude. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. No. My biggest question, though. Let's hear it. If everything that happened in the movie was just a dream that Daniel dreamt up while in the boat, does John Henry actually stop the train? Because he's awake by that point. Mm -hmm. Does Pecos Bill shoot off everybody's trigger fingers? Did Paul Bunyan knock down the tunnel? Can other people see John Henry and Paul Bunyan and Pecos Bill? Because... How are they going to explain that the train stopped? Yeah, did this scene happen? Did it happen? I don't know. Because you can explain the other thing. Some guy just knocked down the tunnel. That's a thing that could happen. Sure. Maybe in the aftermath, you'd be like, a guy showed up and shot everybody's trigger finger off. But really, he just shot people in the hand or the chest or whatever. Yeah. But John Henry stops this train with his body Mm. single-handedly. Yeah. And a bunch of people are standing around to see it happen. Yeah. Because it's not like... The spirit of John Henry entered Daniel's body. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be even more unbelievable. 12 year old. It doesn't make any sense. No, because it then we see. So it's like, oh, maybe they're real. But then we see them disappear mm-hmm. into the night later on. Yeah. So they're not real. No. So what is the truth? Also, Widowmaker is clearly a flesh and blood horse because Daniel's riding around on him. And he gets to keep him. Yeah. So what? I have no idea. It's so confusing. You know, I can accept, okay, yeah, he dreamt all this up and they inspired him to save the farm and then he goes and stands up to Styles himself. Yeah. But then they show back up uh-huh. in real life. Yeah. So And his dad sees them. And presumably the other people who saw the train stop also saw them. Yep. Yeah, his dad, I'm a little bit more, because like you said, you know, it's like, oh, we shared this moment of like whimsy that maybe not, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this thing, but his dad believes in them. Yeah. So sure, he sees them too, and he gets to be like, oh, cool, he's real. The whole group of farmers, though, that's where I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. Me neither. I have no idea. Lots of missed opportunities on explaining literally anything. Yep. So in lieu of a lot of non-information about this movie... I just decided to remind everybody of all the opportunities that they missed because of all these cool things yeah. that these tall tales are supposed to have done. Like, they call Paul Bunyan a seven-foot man with a seven-foot stride. Nice. So he's just supposed to be this giant, you know. He yeah. Can... Huge. Yeah. Obviously, his big blue ox is usually with him. And some legends claim that he carved out the Grand Canyon just by dragging his axe behind him as he walked through the desert. I love that. That is cool. Yeah. Why couldn't he just been like, hey, remember when I did that with the Grand Canyon? Yeah. There should have been more reminiscing. And more like, like you said, even just being like, Paul, if Paul Bunyan had been like, I used to be bigger, 
Yeah. But the world is shrinking me. The world is shrinking. People or something. don't believe in me. Or, yeah. Yes. Anything to explain why he's just a dude. Yeah. I mean, seeing any of these things would have made it so much cooler, too. Yeah. Just being like, yeah, I remember that time. And then we get a flashback of him creating the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Because he got really tired and couldn't carry his axe. You know? Something. Right. I, you know, I've been swinging it all day. And yeah. Um. John Henry is thought to be based on a real man oh. who's then life just got immortal. You know, as it mm. went on, like the story got bigger and bigger because yeah. the story of John Henry is that he raced this machine and won, but then died with his hammer in his hand because his heart couldn't handle the stress, Oh, which is really sad. That is sad. He, you know, he went down swinging, but there are two instances. So it's like, this guy's the real John Henry. And it's like, no, this guy's the real John mm. Henry. So in 1927, a man named Guy Johnson investigated the tale of John Henry and found a man named Neil Miller Mm. who said, I used to work on the Big Bend Tunnel on the trains with my dad in West Virginia. Okay. And there was a man who worked with us whose name was John Henry. He worked on the tunnel, took a lot of pride in his work, and then they started bringing in these steel driving machines. And John Henry said... I bet you I can beat that machine. He's the one who challenged the operator to a race because mm-hmm. he didn't like the idea of this machine coming in to do his job. Fucking AI. Exactly. So he raced against the machine and won, but then took sick and died shortly after because he didn't rest enough. Oh, I know. Because he it was like day and night that he was just like going against this machine to prove that like he could work harder and faster. According to the historian who took down this story, when he asked about Neil's reputation, you know, kind of like, okay, I got this story from Neil, but like, is he? Yeah. Everyone who talked to said, if Neil said it happened, it happened. Nice. Which I thought was cute. Yeah. But when Johnson tried to like dig more into the actual history of Big Ben Tunnel, he was like, is it true? Did that guy work here? Like, do you have any records of him? He was told that steam powered machines were never used in that tunnel. And also, we can't show you any records because they were all destroyed in a fire. Well, of course Sorry. they weren't used in that tunnel because John Henry proved... John Henry got him out! ...that humans were better. Exactly. Yeah. But the other story, a man named Scott Nelson in 2006 wrote a book said he found documentation of a man named John Henry who worked on the Lewis Tunnel as a part of a convict leased labor program. Hmm. And the record for this tunnel shows that, you know, prisoners did come in to do this work, worked alongside of steam-powered machines, and there was a man named John Henry, mm-hmm. but the records just kind of drop off in 1873. Oh. And they're like, well, he was a prisoner. He probably died. We buried him in a grave and we moved on. He's not coming back because he's dead. Whatever. Who cares? Silicosis. Yes. Likely he contracted silicosis and died, which is a lung disease that you get by inhaling silica dust that is created by blasting or, you know. Ew drilling in the mountains yeah i know it's really gross that black lung basically also the first time i read it i was like he died of scoliosis i know I, that's what i thought too <laughs> <laughs> when i first looked at it but it's silicosis so it's kind of interesting to me because like paul bunyan has these like really and pecos bill has these really big he carved out the grand canyon and john henry's just like i'm just faster than that machine but then it killed me <laughs> so it's interesting that he's included in the tall with these other men world yeah, yeah. i mean it's based on a real guy, but I think the story grew and grew and grew. Absolutely. Yeah. But, it, you know, he's not like, oh, John Henry single-handedly made this tunnel through the mountain, right. you know, because he, like, wanted, he's just, was faster. He's just, he just a guy. So then Pecos Bill, the things that I told you before where he fell out of the wagon and raced mm-hmm. by coyotes, mm-hmm. other things that people say that he could do, 
He used a rattlesnake named Shake as his lasso. Oh. And his favorite food was dynamite. <laughs> He's also credited with creating the Rio Grande because he needed water for his cattle. So oh. he just dug out the whole river and once lassoed a tornado and jumped off of it, landing so hard he created Death Valley. Oh, I love that. I know. There needed to be more of that. More. We should go to Death Valley. They love me there. It wouldn't exist if it weren't for me. Yeah. That sort of thing. The Rio Grande, we can travel on the Rio Grande backwards because it does what I say because I made it. Yeah. That would be so cool. I know. Lots of missed opportunities. Paul Bunyan should be seven feet tall. The idea of tall tales is so fun, though, because I feel like Americans don't have creation myths. Yeah. The same way other cultures do. Yeah. Because we ruin everything. Well, true. But but these are them. Yeah, like, oh, that's how the Grand Canyon was created. That's so tight. Yes. I know. I, I do feel that these men, these stories are just like Americana at its core. You yeah. Know, this, is, this is what we got. Americana creation myths. Yeah. Tight. Which are great. And this movie doesn't do anything with it. These could no. just be three dudes. I mean, they kind of are. Anybody could do what it is that they're doing. Yeah. Except for the tornado part. Man, I want to rewrite this movie now. Well, we should. Because <laughs> there's so much. I mean, we've already just in this episode alone come up with so many cooler ideas. Yeah. And then to have Roger Ebert over here like, these are the, this is the core of America. This is the best characters ever. It's like, they did not, you should be no, mad. yeah. They did not do these characters justice. Not at all. I'm going to rewrite it and put the Ninja Turtles in it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pecos Donatello <laughs> Mighty Morphin Paul Bunyan <laughs> oh, The Tall Tales have to team up And G.I. John the... <laughs> Yes uh, Anyway Just to make Roger Ebert mad Yeah. In the afterlife wherever he may be Yep So I mean it's a bummer There were parts of it that were kind of fun There were parts of it I enjoyed watching But ultimately it just was a really big disappointment Yeah and also Man why did I like it so much I don't know probably because For me it was I had to watch it And so yeah but I didn't And I I watched it so much Yeah I don't know Who knows well that was fun It was Now we know Now we know And now we have to go because I'm hungry yeah, it's <laughs> midnight. So, thank you for listening. If you would like to come talk to us, you can on Instagram. That's the best place. Replay Rewind Podcast. Or you can email us at replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to listen to our other episodes, they're on all the big platforms. Just search for it. See if we're there. If we're not on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll try and get on there for you. You can also get some bonus episodes on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Replay Rewind Podcast. Like we mentioned, this month is Twister. And it's a good companion movie to Tall Tales. So go check that out. Give us a little bit of money. Help us keep the lights on. And uh, if you want to buy some stuff, you can go to our coffee page, KO-FI, and get some stickers and some uh, individual episodes. You can do whatever you want over there. Ask for one of my socks. I'll give it to you. (laughs) Anyway. If you have the ability to like, subscribe, rate, review, that really helps us, you know, just get in other people's faces. If you don't want to do that, or in addition to doing that, if you could just share it with a friend, that'd be great. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. That's, you know, we're just out here by ourselves in the garage paying for it with our own dollars. So 
getting more exposure just helps us, you know, grow and keep doing this because we really enjoy it. And we hope that you do, too. In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.